From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right, another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast coming at you on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey is always joined by our resident expert for all things 3A, 2A, 1A over there in District 3, Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Oh, not much. Just, uh, we don't, we lost, I think we talked last week about how you guys had snow and we lost it all. It's all gone now. So life's great. And there's no slush or anything around. It's, uh, it's nice over here on this side of the state. All right. Enough gloating, Logan. That's uh, that's right. <laughs> that's enough of that. Uh, friendly reminder, you can get this podcast a couple of different ways, audio only at our website, idahosports.com. On the homepage, you'll see a, a tab on the top of the page. It says PrepCasts, little drop-down menu. You just click on Treasure Valley PrepCast. You can click on any of our, our podcasts that we do each week. We do five of them now in the winter season. Um, you can also uh, download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. cetera. Uh, video version as well if you want to see uh, Logan's hoodie. What do, what's the hoodie today, Logan? It's what's just plain. The- There's nothing. A, a just plain, a, just a plain, plain gray hoodie. Yeah, it's right. nothing exciting. <laughs> All right. You know, I was hoodie shopping the other day, and they don't have any good options online for my teams. So if there's anybody out there, uh, District 3 or any other district, I won't discriminate, that has a uh, a hoodie that they want to to uh, to put on my back, I'll take it. I'll take it. I have – what do I have? I have a Garden Valley hat. I have a carry shirt. Um, somebody else gave me something recently. I can't remember, but those are the the last two things that I've got: a Garden Valley hat and a carry shirt. So I'm I'm a fan. I will take anything. So if somebody wants to get me a new hoodie out there, um, I, I'll jump on your bandwagon any day of the week. The bandwagon jumper has spoken. Uh, video right. ver- video version of this is on IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel as well as the Facebook page. So uh, we got a lot to cover today. I think the conversation, Logan, has to start in girls basketball and specifically the 2A ranks, that Western Idaho Conference. We talked on last week's prep cast about the big matchup that everybody had circled. Uh, It was last Saturday, Melba taking on Coal Valley Christian. Those have been the top two teams in the coaches and media polls pretty consistently since the start of the season. And it, it didn't disappoint. It was a really, uh, it was a fun matchup, but I think Cole Valley showed that they are the team to beat this year with a 48 to 30 victory over Melba. Yeah. When you pull away like that, I mean, and win by 18, almost 20 points, I think you really start um, opening a lot of eyeballs and saying, okay, this team, uh, they do deserve that top spot that they've been put in. You look at the coaches poll and the girls right now and Cole Valley Christian, I'm leading the way right now. Last week, they had six first-place votes. Melba had one. You'd imagine all of those votes are now going to go to the Chargers, um, that, that they're going to take that top spot, especially after Melba uh, coming off that loss to Cole Valley, ended up losing again to Nampa Christian, uh, forcing a huge log jam right there in the middle of this 2A WIC conference, which should make things really exciting as we come down the stretch here. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Melba, we're recording this Wednesday morning and, and Tuesday night, last night. Melba 
fell to Nampa Christian. So yeah, Nampa Christian, Melba, New Plymouth, all tied at five and three, all with different resumes. We were kind of comparing before we hopped on, and it was a little <laughs> it was a little confusing to sort it all out. But if you look at Melba, there are three losses in the conference now. They've lost to Coal Valley twice and Nampa Christian. Nampa Christian has lost to uh, Melba, and they've lost to Coal Valley, and they've also lost to New Plymouth. So they've lost uh, three of the top four teams. New Plymouth has lost to Melba, and they've lost to Coal Valley, and they lost to Ambrose, 47 to 42. So, so New Plymouth is the team that can actually play its way into that second place spot. They're the team that's got the most games up. They still play Melba, Nampa Christian, and Coal Valley Christian, and they're all coming up three games in a row, the 14th, the 20th, and the 25th. And it's it's critical to play well right now. We were looking, and the representation this year uh, for 2022 girls basketball, two and a half seeds will come out of District 3. So two teams are automatically in. Those two teams that are going to make it to the conference finals, um, they're in, right? They're going to state. Then that half seed will be whoever comes in third at District, um, and they're going to have to play against um, a, the District 5 second-place team. And so in that game going to be over in Burley, uh, this, I mean, it's only a month away, Brandon, that play in game is on February 12th. Today is January 12th. So exactly one month from today, those, you know, the, the third place team from here in district three will play that second place team in district five for that seat at state um, for that final spot. Um, and man, I tell you, if you're one of these teams in the middle of your new Plymouth, if you're Nampa Christian, if you're Melba, you want to finish second because that game is going to be extremely tough. You're going to have to go up against either Soda Springs, Westside, or Aberdeen, most likely. I mean, we, I shouldn't say that is what will happen. Just looking at the standings as they are right now, uh, th those three teams, Soda Springs right now, 3-0 and in conference, and Aberdeen and Westside, both with 11 wins on the season already. Um, you don't want to risk your chance at state by having to go – uh, to Burley and play one of those two teams. So if you're Melba, Nampa, Christian, New Plymouth, uh, the time is now. Uh, maybe you can't catch Cole Valley. Um, maybe they're, they're going to get that top spot at districts and and go through. But the time's now to get cranking. And, and, you know, if you can beat, you just need to beat one of those other two, right? You don't need to beat Cole Valley at this point. And, that, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't have that as, I mean, I guess that would be the goal, everybody. You want to win the district, right? But if you want to get to state, Honestly, I look at beating those two and what can you do to beat, you know, if you're New Plymouth, what do you do to beat Melba and Nampa Christian? If you're Melba, well, you you know, you're kind of looking at those other two as your path to state. Personally, I guess I'm just a – I it's a hedge, right? For me, it's a hedge. I say, you know what, we're going to let you have this. Cole Valley, it's yours. You guys are legit, really good. It's yours. And you focus on knocking those other two out. What can you do to get better to beat you know, th those other two and get that automatic bid. Uh, it's going to be tough. And, and you know, it's going to be a fun tournament. That tournament will be at CUNA this year, the 2A girls um, tournament. So should be fun to see how everything shakes out the last couple weeks here. Yeah, and even more critically, um, the race for second and third in the regular season standings will also be very important because we just talked about one of those three teams, New Plymouth, Melba, or Nampa Christian, yeah. somebody's going to finish fourth, which means you're on the same side of the bracket as Cole Valley Christian, which makes that exactly. a little tougher. So 
And you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to go back into that loser bracket and then you're automatically, you lose that first game. And now you're, you're automatically knowing I got to go on the, I got to go to Burley. If I get through this, I got to go to Burley and I got to play potentially Soda Springs, who is just always there. Uh, West side and Aberdeen who, you know, those are really good schools. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, um, like I said, so like you said, Brandon, I mean, if you're, if you finish second or third, you know, all I got to do is beat the other one and I'm at state. Great. You know, if I can win districts icing on the cake, but if you know, I beat the two, I beat the three, I get to the finals. I'm good. Whether I lose to Cole Valley or not. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a tough tournament and, you know, if somebody, you know, that four seed in the in the end can upset Cole Valley, then that that really shakes things up as it would stand. Yeah, and, and we and we talked about it as well last week on the on the prep cast. There's only seven teams in the conference this year. Vision Charter is not playing a varsity schedule. So not only are you if you finish fourth, not only are you having to play Cole Valley, but you're playing Cole Valley in their first game. They don't call because if Cole Valley wins the league, they would normally play the eight seed. Well, there is no eight seed. So they're right. going to get a, they're going to get a buy. So you, so you're getting a full strength Coal Valley team that's rested and hasn't had to play as well. Yeah, and, and in that championship game too, they'll be coming off of just, just one game. Um, Coal Valley beat Melba in that district championship game last year, fifty-one to thirty-eight. So a rematch of the game we saw last week and, and a very similar score. But you look at the the quote the semifinals from last year's tournament. Um, for the, the district three here, Cole Valley was first, New Plymouth was second, uh, Melba was third, and Nampa Christian fourth. And and Cole Valley ran through Nampa Christian 47 22 in that first round game. Um, and then, you know, Melba ended up beating New Plymouth in that uh, second place game or that, that semifinal game. So you never know uh, what can happen. And then Melba, you know, of course, goes on and does great in the state tournament. And they were the third seed here at state or in the district. So I just say get to state. I don't care how you do it. At least that's my opinion. That's my that's what we're here for, right? Opinions. Um, get to state. That's the you know that's the that's what you want, right? You want to win the state championship. If you win your district, but you you don't win state, you leave disappointed. I, I you, you got to think that's how you view the season as a disappointment if you're not able to win that state tournament. And I think that. You can get there just just like Melba did last year. Hey, you know, you just you just hang around, and then you never know what can happen if you just you just hang around. Um, you beat that team that you needed to beat just to get to state. You don't worry about you. You don't got to beat Coal Valley right now. Let somebody else take care of that at state, and then uh, you just knock them off, right? Yeah, so it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this conference race unfold here as we get towards. You know, in the last little stretch of the regular season, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep updating you each week on what's going on and uh, how how everything is looking. Uh, let's move on to to the three A ranks in girls basketball, Snake River Valley Conference, and you know we I think we 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 haven't really given Fruitland the time and attention they've deserved so far this year. We keep talking about Parma all the time, but yet it is Fruitland that is very quietly on ten and four overall. They're still undefeated in the conference, 4-0. And yeah, are a lot of their wins coming at the very end by like, you know, two or three points most of the time? Sure, but they're finding ways to win. Hey, survive in advance, right? It doesn't matter how you do it. A win's a win. It shows up in the books the same way. Um, but we mentioned 
uh, those close wins. They they last night on Tuesday night beat Homedale forty five to forty two. So another slim victory there. Um, they also defeated Weezer earlier in the week forty one to thirty two. So a couple good wins uh, in conference over the last couple days for them. They have a rematch with Payette on Thursday night. They already beat Payette sixty two twenty five. So hey, if you're if you are you know if you're a, a Fruitland fan, you got to like where you're sitting right now. Things looking really good. Really, the only team you haven't faced in conference right now is McCall Donnelly. That that's that's the unknown, right? They've played everybody except McCall Donnelly. Um, so, and then it's funny they play them back to back. They play them on the twenty second and the twenty fourth. Uh, so, an interesting um, <laughs> schedule right there for those two. Yeah, games getting moved around because of weather uh, and also COVID still. So, yeah, it's made, it's made for an interesting back end of the schedule. This is a Fruitland team that just won the girls' soccer title this fall. And, yep. and a lot of a lot of those same athletes are playing basketball. Abby Rubideau and uh, the Drollingers and uh, Peyton Fritz is playing basketball. Gracie Huff is a great post inside. She scored the game-winning basket as time expired in that win over Parma back in December, 48, 46 that, that we right. talked about. Um, th- this is a good team. Lexi Barnes is a great guard out front. Uh, this is, and, and coach Drollinger has done a really good job with this Fruitland program. Yeah. I think that, that they right now, you got to think that they are the favorite. I think Parma, we talked a lot about Parma last week and they will have something to say at the end of the day um, because we saw Parma, that was a two point game. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to those two teams this year um, as to as to who comes out of District 3. Of course, two and a half bids, though, from District 3 this year at 3A. So, you know, I really like uh, the way the season has shaked out so far. I like Fruitland and I like Parma, but you look at below, and then it's anybody's ballgame as to who gets that, that half seed um, at the state tournament, and that would be um, – I have to look more into it. That's kind of a mess there at who gets that seed, who they would play. But um, there's, there's a lot to play for, even for those teams that are just below Fruitland and Parma. Yeah, uh, every every single district in 3A gets a half bid, right? One and two yep. up north gets one and a half. Three gets two and a half. Four gets one and a half. Five and six get one and a quarter. I think the way that goes is uh, five and six will play each other. The winner of that will play four and three plays. Yes. Okay. So they get the one. So district three, the the third place team will play the second place team from district one. I think that's how that goes. And it'll be okay. So again, that's a month from today at Grangeville. So that's, uh, that's your reward, right? Is a, is a trip up North. And, and right now, um, Timberlake is going to Timberlake very good. Um, They'll probably finish first. So you're looking at either most likely a Kellogg or a Bonner's Ferry uh, that you'll be matched up with. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Kellogg's good. Uh, I I think it'll be Kellogg. Um, They're 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 good. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, The the big game is next week. Fruitland Parma, the rematch. We'll talk more about that uh, on next week's prep cast. One A's um, in terms of the D1, there's not a ton to report on because notice is just, they're kind of running away with this thing. They're nine and one overall. They're five and zero oh in the conference a little bit later on today on IdahoSports.com, where uh, we're bringing back our big deal of the week brought to you by project filter. 
And uh, our first one of the new year is Victoria Ortega from Notice. And she has been playing really well this year, as have the rest of the Lady Pirates. Yeah, they're looking good. Sorry, I was looking at my notes here because I think I think we're going to have that Fruitland-Parma game on Idaho Sports. Awesome. It's, it's down as a potential. Yeah, I think we'll probably – we might have – we're going to be at Parma a couple times this season. So that'd be a, that would be a very fun one to watch if you're out there. Um, that Parma game, but like you said, sorry, I was jumping around. Sorry, right. mentioned uh, notice. I mean, looking really good right now at one AD one, sitting at the top of the league, five and zero right now, nine and one on the season. And uh, you look this week, uh, they beat Jim State um, on Monday pretty handily, almost the same exact score as they beat Cascade. Um, they beat Cascade fifty three to thirteen, and then beat Jim State fifty three to fourteen. So, man, I tell you, that defense for the Pirates is really stout. They also held Idaho City um, to less than 20 points, and another time they held Jim State to under 20 points. So you like what you see right there um, from the from this team right now, this notice squad that's been on the verge of making to, to state every year the last couple of years. And you look and say, you know, hey, maybe this is their year. We saw them beat Liberty Charter earlier in the year. Uh, thinking that maybe that was, you know, Liberty Charter is, is going to be down after all that they lost this year. And I tell you, maybe it's notice is time to take the reins right now. Yeah, they're looking really good. 1AD2 is for girls basketball. The the big matchup uh, that we talked about was, was Council against uh, Garden Valley last week, right? Uh, Council and Garden Valley are the two teams that have been pretty consistently ranked in the polls. Uh, they've had nice starts to the year. But Council showed. I mean, Co- Coach Paula Tucker, all she does is win. It doesn't matter what school she's coaching at, what sport she's coaching. She's just really good. And Council had a nice victory over Garden Valley this past Saturday, 54 to 37. Yeah, I think that definitely – that was kind of the, the teeter-totter game. Um, and I think they've gotten through those. Uh, they, they beat Tri-Valley pretty handily and then go and beat Garden Valley – uh, pretty handily as well. Almost the exact same score in those two games, uh, too. I, I think you're starting to see that Council um, has separated themselves from the pack uh, officially. We'll, we'll, we'll call it official on that. And and really, I mean, we we talked about it a little bit before we came on, Brandon, but you look at uh, their schedule and the way it's shaking out right now, it looks like Salmon River uh, has some injury issues and, and aren't going to be able to play some of their games. Um they could potentially only have three more regular season games right now. If you, as a schedule, they're sitting with four, uh, but one, but one of those is as well with salmon river. Um, man, that, that could really hinder them. I'm, I'm concerned about that, that you don't get all of those games in the regular season. And then, you know, you, you get to, to, to district or state and, and teams have played 10 more games than you 12 more games and have, uh, you know, more time to gel. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't affect council. I don't think it will at the end of the day because they, they're just a great team undefeated so far. Um, so hopefully that doesn't play a factor into it. I I don't think so. I mean, they've already beaten a 3A school. So I'm going to go ahead and say no on that. But just something to keep an eye on, um, keep in the back of your mind that hey, they, they, they haven't played as many games as most teams this year. Yeah, they, they only played, I think, three games in December. Which is uh, which is unusual. December is kind of the big month. I feel like yeah, a lot of girls basketball teams. So um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Council as well. Let's let's hop over to the boys side because Council 
against Garden Valley was also the big matchup in boys basketball this past Saturday. That one was a little bit closer. Yeah, and this is one another one where you know the, the teeter totter. We'll see which way it goes, and 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 then we can know where the teams stand. And Council comes away with with a tight win, and I I know I think. I think it says a lot about Garden Valley that maybe that they have we we probably at least me I probably didn't give them the credit they deserved early on. I thought, hey, you lose all those guys, you're done. Um, that you lost last year, but you look at them coming in and they played well this season, and then they hung right in there with Council um, in this game. Uh, right now, Council sitting undefeated in conference so far, and they 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 hung right in there with them. And so, you know, if you're if you're Garden Valley, I think both teams can come away from that game feeling good. Uh, I think we we saw Garden Valley and we're starting to think that they were good, uh, better than we thought they were. And I think it, it says a lot about both uh, about both of those teams um, in that. And then you know you look at the one A D two level, two teams get in from District Three. Um, so so who is that going to be this year? Is it going to be those two? Uh, the Garden Valley and Council, or is somebody else going to have something to say, like a Horseshoe Bend, or or a Tri Valley sitting at two and two? I don't know. I think Council and Garden Valley probably have separated themselves from the pack in that regard. That they're probably the two favorites as we get deeper into conference play to get those two bids to state. I think uh, Horseshoe Bend still has a lot to say in this conference race. Um, they have played Garden Valley. It was last Tuesday. And they lost 66 to 59. So what's that? Right. Seven, a seven point loss. That's not bad. They still play council twice and Garden Valley. In fact, they play council Thursday night in council. That'll that'll be a big game that tells us if if Horseshoe Bend is ready. You look at the overall record and they're four and eight, and that doesn't blow you away, but they've played a lot of tough teams. They've played North Gem. Yep. which is a, a state uh, contender, Cary, which is a state contender, and they've played a couple of 1AD1s, Victory Charter and Liberty Charter, and we know how good those teams are. Yeah, so, Liberty Charter, they're a good school. I, I saw them play a couple weeks ago, and, yeah, they've had a daunting schedule so far. Like you said, Cary and Camas County might be the two, two of the best teams in 1AD2, and they've already gotten a crack at them. They've seen them on the court, and they were respectively close. Yep. You know, I – you know, yeah, you're right. I think Horseshoe Bend, they have they they did lose that game to Garden Valley, but it was close and it was at Garden Valley. They'll get another crack at them at home in a couple weeks. That one on January 31st. That one will be at Horseshoe Bend. Um, at that point, I think every that'll be the last thing to really uh, decide how everything, all the dust will settle and how those brackets will shake up um, at district. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how Horseshoe Bend does against Council on Thursday night. That'll be that'll be a really fun game to watch. So yeah, don't count out Horseshoe Bend yet. I think they're still very much in the mix and could can end up uh, winning this thing if they get on a hot streak. Um, still in the one A D one ranks. It's kind of a mess because of schedules. <laughs> uh, Victory Charter, Notice are both 2-0 in the league. Rimrock and Riverstone are both 1-0. So the way this league works, there's so many teams that basically uh, when you get into the second half of the year, you play everybody once, and that's what counts towards your conference record. So a lot of times these schools will play each other in December, but it, it won't count in the conference standings. Right. It'll, be not, it'll be like a non-conference game. So you've got a really loaded schedule here because a lot of these schools went through illness and, and of course, the bad weather. 
So you're going to have, for example, Victory Charter still has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine games to play in like, you know, like a three and a half, three and a three and a half week span. Yeah, they're they're gonna cram them in. I'm just looking right now at Notice's schedule as well, and they're loaded. They're actually going on the road this weekend to Murtaugh uh, for one more non-conference game, and they'll welcome in uh, Nampa Christian in a couple weeks. So they're still reaching out of conference, even though they have uh, a lot more games left to play. Um, but but you look at the schedule right now, and like Victory Charter coming into it was the the overwhelming favorite. Um, in the conference, but Rimrock and Notice hanging around right there. I, I think I would lean more Rimrock than Notice. Uh, Notice did lose early on to Centennial Baptist, um, but Centennial Baptist has looked good. Riverstone beat Centennial Baptist last week, uh, so I think really it's kind of a mess. Yeah, <laughs> for everybody after Liberty Charter, I think that's that's the one thing I'm taking away right now. One uh, AD one. District three does get two bids. So somebody else is going to get a bid. Uh, but who is it? I don't know. I don't even know if I can throw a dart at the board right now, Brandon, at who's going to get that second spot. I, I still think it's victory charter and Liberty charter and the other, the other teams, at least to me have to prove it. And, and again, victory and Liberty played in, in their conference opener on December 22nd at Northwest Nazarene university in Nampa. And they, they don't see each other again. Yeah, so that's the hard part is uh, the two best teams in everybody's mind already played. And that was that was a close game. Victory only won 54 49. So I would, I would love to see a rematch between those two at districts, but a lot of a lot of navigating they have to do to get there first. Yeah. And right now, Rimrock holds the edge on them in that regard. Rimrock defeated uh, Liberty Charter a couple weeks ago. So Rimrock sitting at one and zero in conference. And again, when it comes down to building that bracket out, um, if you can finish not fourth, you, you have a good shot. If you finish fourth, you're, you're going to get victory charter, and that's what you don't want. So, again, the goal, kind of like I mentioned with the girls, if you can get into that second or third spot and beat whoever is is opposite you, you have a great shot, and you, you just survive in advance. You just get to state, and you never know what can happen once you're in that position. Yeah, uh, Rimrock did win that game 38-32, to 32, so that was another tight one. And this is going to be another league that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if one of these teams that's towards the bottom of the pack, a North Star Charter or a, yeah. a Greenleaf Friends, if they if they knocked off somebody and sprung an upset that kind of threw chaos into the works as well. it's It'll be a fun yeah, I think, tournament. I, I think of any level that we've talked about so far here in District 3, where you could see a dark horse make a run and make it to state, it's going to be there. Um, I, I think you could potentially see one of those um, lower seeded teams, an, an eight or a nine, somehow sneak their way in, just get hot at the right time, have the, the you know their star player playing the best at that moment, and you know the, there's plenty of that to go around between those schools, and one of them could potentially make one of those Cinderella runs to state. I, I, I enjoy. Um, the Cinderella schools. So it'll be fun to watch. Um, now, now I'm excited for all this, Brandon. I'm I mean, for, let's just skip the regular season and get into districts. I'm just kidding about that. But uh, you but, talked uh, about the, you talked about the fun time. Yeah. You talked about the Cinderella run. That's exactly what Riverstone did last year, right? They didn't yeah. hardly play any games because of COVID and, and got all the way to the championship. So um, it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch that for sure. Two a, We've been circling this for a while. Ambrose, Melba, 
It's finally happening, Logan. Yeah, tomorrow night, uh, number one versus number two, and it doesn't get any better. It's right here on IdahoSports.com. Uh, you can watch that game. Uh, I'll be there for it. Very excited to to be there for that game. Uh, should be a fantastic matchup from from Ambrose. So um, if you're out there, if you like District Three basketball, um, that's what you should be watching tomorrow night. Um, you should be ready for that game. Uh, no need to go anywhere. Don't have to go out and and make the trek over there. We we'll bring it to you. Um, it should be a, a great matchup. Like we said, both of these teams ranked very highly in the state in the coaches poll right now. Ambrose number one, uh, Melba number two, or Melba's number three, just below North Fremont. Um, so you, you got to think whoever wins this game moves up. If you're Melba, you move up to that top spot. If you're Ambrose, you keep it and you kind of have a stranglehold on that top spot. It should be it should be a great game. I'm very excited uh, to see how that one shakes out tomorrow night. It's going to be so much fun. Here's what I want from you next week, Logan, after you get to assess both teams up close. You've got these these star players and, and these are good teams. It's not they're not one player teams, but you've got no. you've got Johnny Sugarman for Ambrose and you've got Joe Reber for Melba. I believe they were the co-MVPs of the league last year and they're probably going to be the co-MVPs of the league again this year. But I want you to tell me who impressed you more. Man, I, I've already seen Ambrose play one a couple times over at the Waihee tournament, and man, they were they were very fun to watch. Um, I'm excited to see them play again. Uh, that game that you know I was in and out of that tournament, but saw them play that first round game against Homedale, and man, they were good. They they were fast and quick, and I'm excited to see them again against a Melba squad, um, a conference game more on the line. We're not at the side gym upstairs at Hawaii. There's going to be fans. There's going to be people screaming. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a fun game uh, to be at and to watch if you watch it at home. Um, yeah, I mean, right now I lean Sugarman just because I've seen him play more, uh, but excited to see uh, the other side of things as well. Uh, it's just going to be a good game. I, I think definitely it it's going to set up who who gets that, you know, the, the 2A, two and a half spots. I think they're both. Um, pretty well secured in getting those two spots. But you look at how uh, the state tournament works this year, um, the way it's seeded, right? It's very important to win games like this. At the end of the day, like we've said, it doesn't matter. Um, you just get in, right? You want to get in. Um, the regular season, honestly, can kind of be thrown out the window, so to say, because it only matters what you do at district tournaments to get into the state tournament. But once you're there, you, you you get seated, right? Everything. This is the first year of that. Where do you fit in on that uh, that max prep rankings? Where do you lie? And this is a huge game where you know you where you finish. If you finish third versus one, that's a big difference. Um, so so these teams really a lot on the line tonight. Not just conference seating, but potentially. I, I'm gonna. I'm not not potentially. One hundred percent. This will affect state tournament seating in March. It certainly will with the max preps rankings for sure. The race for third place is also going to be fascinating to watch because we we both agree. Ambrose and Melba, one, two, doesn't really matter the order. And then there's a bit of a drop. But Nampa Christian, Coal Valley Christian, and New Plymouth are all angling for third, fourth, and fifth. 
And that's going to be important because as you mentioned, two and a half bids. And I think the third place finisher from this conference has a good chance because uh, just like the girls side, they're going to play the second place finisher from district five and district five isn't as strong this year. Uh, West side is kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the class. And, you know, Bear Lake is a team that's uh, really struggles to score points right now. They're probably the second best team. Um, so I think whoever takes third from this league has a really good chance to win that play-in game. That's what happened last year, right? New Plymouth won the play-in game yep. over Firth and got to state. And so the the race for that third spot um, at state potentially is also going to be fascinating. You look, Cole Valley and Nampa Christian split with each other. They already played tw- twice this year, and they each won um on their home floor new plymouth played napa christian and only lost by three 40 to 37 they yeah. play they play cole valley on thursday night so that's going to be a big game as well in new plymouth yeah yeah you're going to see kind of where you stand right where where you fit into those those higher power teams and like you said i think it's going to be a very even matchup i've seen aberdeen play i've seen west side play um both of them Athletic teams, I, I you know I really like that Aberdeen squad. I thought they were pretty good. Um, the few games I saw them play, um, but whoever comes, whether it's Nampa Christian, Cole Valley, or New Plymouth, I think it's going to be a very. Um, I, I don't know who would be. I think it would be one of those where it's it's a pick 'em game. I don't know if, some, if anybody will be favored over the other in that game, whether it's a Soda Springs, a West Side, or an Aberdeen. Um, but it's going to be two very even teams that meet up in that playing game. So it's still a lot to play for. You might be a little bit buried in the standings. Like you said, kind of there's a cliff there, Um, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities to get to the state tournament um, with that half seed coming out of the district and a, and a doable game in the play in game. Yep, certainly. Uh, Let's wrap with three a and, and what does McCall Donnelly have to do to get some respect? I mean, they're consistently ranked low in the polls, you know, third or fourth in the coaches and media polls. They're eight and one. Their only loss was to Ambrose by six. Yeah. And, and yet- uh, they, they really have, you know, you, you look at the, the boys coaches poll right now, they have their fourth and uh, you know, Fruitland, Snake River, Marsh Valley, all good teams. But I tell you when I, what I've seen from the Vandals this year, they're, they're very good team and they are going to make some noise. They went to the state championship last year. Like you said, the only loss was to Ambrose in, in a tight game at the Hawaii tournament upstairs and back hidden away in the corner. Um, I think they're going to, I think they're going to come out and just start putting it to teams. They play uh, this week. They play Weezer, um, which, which I think, you know, that they have a good chance to win that. But I think fruit, the Fruitland game next Tuesday, the 18th, uh, that 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 will kind of we'll, we'll see how they separate right now. Fruitland sitting at seven and two. Um, I think it really comes down to those two, but I, it's just hard to believe that that McCall Donnelly is not one of the top two teams in the state. Um, I think they're very good, and you know you look at who they've got. They've got the Johnsons out there that both are phenomenal players, and then DJ Green. Who's who's great? Um, that one game where I saw them play at the Hawaii tournament, it was a a by committee game. Um, I think we gave the player of the game award to the whole team <laughs> because of how how well they played in that game. They just were it was against Westside, and they just nobody dominated. 
inside they you know they just played well as a team there wasn't one player that stood out and and they they do have the players that can stand out right they do have a dj green who can take over a game but he didn't need to um he kind of a little bit struggled in that game but his team came up from behind and and really helped him out in that game so i i think mccall donnelly um should be should be exciting to see what where they stand um at the end of the day and i think that fruitland game next week will be one to, to keep your eye on. Like we said, right now, uh, Fruitland number three and McCall Donnelly number four in the state coaches poll, both teams getting first place votes. So I think whoever wins this game is going to get that next little bump up, um, maybe even to that two line. So we'll see. Yeah, and Fruitland very good as well. Their two losses came to Buell by eight and to Baker High School in Oregon by seven. So Fruitland also very good. If I were doing the poll, I don't know why Snake River is ranked second. Because if you just look at the resume, Snake River is 10 and 2, but one of those losses was to a 5 and 7 Sugar Salem team that is not ranked. McCall Donnelly's lone loss is to the number one team in 2A. Fruitland's two losses are, are to uh, an out-of-state opponent and a really good Buell team. So I would put McCall Donnelly second and probably Fruitland third and Snake River can have fourth. But. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, like you said, what has what has Snake River done uh, to prove that that's that's their spot? Um, that that they, you know, you look at it, they they've lost to to Kimberly um, so far on the season. Um, not that that's a knock on Kimberly. I mean, they're they're leading their conference right now, but I, I really like the resume of Fruitland and McCall Donnelly more so than the Snake River. So. But, hey, that's why the games are played on the court. And I'm sure all of these four teams will be seeing a lot of each other uh, in March. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one um, for sure. So, anyways, uh, I, I feel like I'm always getting on the soapbox at the end of our podcasts, Logan. You always bring no. that to me. <laughs> I make you angry? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I just I always have I always have something to rant about, I feel like, at the end of the podcast, so. No, oh, I like it, Brandon. Rant away. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before uh, my blood pressure increases anymore, we better cut it off and, and save it for another day. Uh, don't forget, Thursday night, Ambrose, Melba, boys basketball, Logan Green on the call. That's going to be such a fun game to watch uh, live on IdahoSports.com. And uh, lots of big games to talk about as we get into uh, the next week of competition as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be a great week of basketball. There's a ton of games on Idaho Sports this week. I was looking at the schedule that we have. There's a there's a couple games tonight. There's a couple games tomorrow. There's some on Friday. There's some on Saturday. It's uh, you know if you want to watch a high school game, there's plenty to choose from um, on Idaho Sports, which is always fun. Of course, we had the you know the the ever popular Idaho Falls Skyline Girls game last night over in Eastern Idaho. Which whenever those two play, it's always a fun game. Um, so, but just, just a lot of good matchups, um, this week on Idaho sports, but I think that the star game of the week we do have is that one tomorrow night on Thursday night between Melba and Ambrose should be fun. Yeah. And if you want to see the full schedule of games that we're broadcasting, just click on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. You'll see everything you need to know right there. All right. Thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley Prepcast. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the competition, everybody, and we'll see you back here next week on IdahoSports.com.